You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float, that's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill, we're gonna have a barbecue. We've got some feedback we're going to be getting to from some of our listeners. A update, I guess you could say, a little bit more information about accessibility when it comes to the meter block that we've been talking about in times past. It's Labor Day weekend. Hope everybody's fired up the grills. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue. Welcome back to this episode of the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. And folks, we've got some uh, we've got some good uh, feedback that I want to be sharing with you guys. I hope everyone has had a wonderful holiday weekend. You've been firing up those grills and uh, and throwing it down, flame kissing some steaks, whether ribeyes or pork chops or appetizers for game day. Hope your favorite college ball teams have done well over the weekend. And, of course, we're getting ready for the start of the NFL season this week. Kansas City Chiefs are going to be playing on Thursday night opener. So I'm kind of excited about that. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what what happens uh been doing been doing a lot of things you know it the last few weeks and i'll mention that i think last week has been really busy because I, i'm I, i'm trying some new little toys out in the workshop some little jigs some i've made some that uh, we've purchased we we had some uh, <laughs> i don't know if i would say excitement in the workshop but uh uh it, it there's been some crazy things that uh, definitely had the heart racing. Um, my wife was actually using the bandsaw when the band busted, and that made such a pop. Um, and it, it and I was across the garage, and of course, you know, I don't know what's happening, and it it freaked us both out. It was pretty scary when happened. No, no one was hurt. Nothing was wrong. Uh, as far as that is concerned, uh, but we do have to replace the blade on the bandsaw, and so, uh, <laughs> man, when that thing went off, though, woo, buddy, that was uh, that 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 was pretty scary, <laughs> no doubt about it. That that was nerve wracking, uh, but uh, we've been making uh, some little ring boxes, which are so cool. They are really neat, and I'm I'm doing some new joinery with these things. Super small, not just a box joint, but what they call a center box joint, a centered box joint. I believe it's what it's called, uh, and a uh, a mitered um, joint uh, for an inside. Uh, set so it's like a it's like one box inside another, and the outside uh, box has the uh, the box joints, and then the inside has the miter joint, <clears throat> and and it's it, it's it's a little tricky, a little tricky, 
but uh, we're getting it. We're getting it worked out. And some of the other projects we've got going out there are going trucking along pretty good as well. Uh, but uh, but there's been a little, you know, a few things on the uh, on the grill front as well. One of them we're going to talk about after we discuss uh, some of the feedback that we've gotten uh, on propane tanks because. This uh, running out of fuel in a propane tank is something that I think anyone who ever has had a gas grill or flat top has experienced. They they've gone through. So uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna dive into that a little bit and maybe just maybe provide you with a tip to help you learn just how full your tank may be or not be. <laughs> whatever the case uh, may be. So, um, but uh, before we get to that, I, I want to talk a little bit about the the meter again, the meter plus, M-E-A-T-E-R, meter plus. It is a meat probe. And on this program, I have, uh, I've, you know, been very vocal that, you know, the meter plus is great. It's completely accessible. Get it. But the meter block is not accessible. While you can put a bump dot on to find out where the touchscreen is on the charging base and get it at least powered on, you then have to have sighted assistance to get it to where uh, you can you know you choose the Bluetooth or the Wi-Fi setting. Um, you know, it, once you have that sighted assistance, you know it, it was my understanding you could then use it without any issue or without any problem. I've got a little bit more information about this. Uh, a, a, a listener to the program, Sean, down in Texas, contacted me, and we had a good good discussion, good talk uh, about it. I explained a little bit more detail why I don't recommend getting the, the meter block. Uh, but he he wanted the, uh, the four pros, which I don't blame him. I mean, you know, to buy three meter plus probes by themselves, as opposed to the meter block, which comes with four meter plus probes, uh, you know, in a in a set, it's so much cheaper to do that. I, I mean, I get that a hundred percent. And if you're going to have sighted assistance to to get it set turned on um, each time and and uh, and go with it, then you know, all well and good, you know. And and so that's what Sean decided to to do ultimately is is to go with that. Uh, he's found out a little bit more, but what I what I really love and Michelle is going to read to us the email from from Sean. He he forwarded me the email that he wrote to customer service for uh, for the meter probes, and uh, I, well I'll let you guys listen to it. And then we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about what he wrote. Hello, my name is Sean, and I recently purchased your meter block from Amazon. I used it for the first time this weekend on three separate cooks. First, I am totally blind and had heard that your iOS app was generally accessible when using VoiceOver, which is Apple's screen reader for users who are blind or visually impaired. I chose the meter block over the meter plus, even though I would need sighted help turning on the meter block since it has a touchscreen. Unfortunately, when I get to the meter block turned on, there are several areas within the app that are not accessible to me. First, I can only set up cooks on the first two probes, even though all four are connected 
both via Bluetooth and meter link. I had someone who is sighted watch me, and I can pull up the screen for probes 3 and 4, but the setup cook button cannot be activated when voiceover is on. Also, I am unable to find a way to cancel a cook should I need to. I was prompted and completed the most current update this weekend, and this did not correct the issues above. I love your product and really enjoy not having to deal with the wires. However, it is disappointing that I cannot fully utilize it as designed. I have considered returning it and getting multiple meter pluses, but I assume I will face the same issues when adding the third and fourth probe. While this may be an option, the simplicity of using the meter link with the meter block is the best option for me. I would appreciate it if you could engage your software engineers to review and address the bugs above that I have identified in the Meter iOS app. I would be more than happy to beta test any updates in the future. I have over 25 years of experience in application development, so I am very familiar with this process. Also, I think if you made a minor change to the firmware of the block, which will allow the user to totally control the block via the app, including setting up either Bluetooth or MeterLink. That would allow individuals who are blind like me to be totally independent using the meter products. Note, other than the above, in general, I found the app very accessible with voiceover. I was able to use the UI to set up the cooks and monitor their progress. Thank you for your time, and I look forward to hearing back from you. So, first of all, I want to say if, to Sean, kudos. I mean, this, this I, I thought, was so well done, so well put, and 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 eloquent in in so many ways when addressing uh, the company about their product, because he he gets you know directly to the point to the issue. He lets them know that it it's you know the the great things about it that he loves it. He likes it a lot. There are some things that are very accessible. It, it's you know it's handy. Some ways that they could improve it. Some ways that they could make it accessible. And even offered to help, right? He could be a part of the process, and and that he is certainly uh, one who, uh, you know, would would have not only you know the the skills, but also you know the the experience to help with this type of upgrade update uh, with either the firmware, or whatever it is that needs to be done. So th the way he presented it, the way he wrote it, first of all, I wanted to put it out here to folks because I, I think it's awesome. And I also wanted to illustrate just you know how to go about, because this is a question that I've had in times past. How do you approach a company that has a product that you like, that you want to use or use more, uh, have more access to, you know, features that maybe you you can use it partially but not completely. Yeah, I mean, how do you approach a company? And, you know, reading this email, I, I thought he did a great job. I, I really do. I, and I appreciate him reaching out to the company and sharing it with us so we kind of know, you know, what's going on. I do know that he's not the only one who's re reached out to Meter uh, for you know, th this type of thing. Um, there are two of our listeners that I'm aware of. Uh, many of you know Mike Calvo, who has been on the podcast and other podcasts as well uh, for the companies that he's a part of. I know he has reached out to them. Uh, Michael, who's also in Florida, uh, has reached out to them and tried to get some some things done. 
Um, but you know, sometimes you just never know what it's going to take, right? You never know what what's going to be that last little bit. And so, um, you know, myself, Mike, and Michael, and now Sean, uh, and, and I'm and probably others, probably others. I, you know, but uh, you know, there there have there there have been those of us who have reached out to them to try and. Uh, and get this to where it is usable and accessible, you know, because like Sean said, yeah, he could probably buy four individual probes, but that, you know, you're almost doubling the cost, especially when you get them, get the sales happening. Um, and, and, and then you don't know if you're going to run into the same problem that he ran into. And, and this is something I wasn't aware of, you know, he, Sean pointed out, that two of the probes fine. You know, once you know he has sight assistance to get it going, he can control two of the probes. But then, what about the other two? Right, he can't get to the other two probes, and so only half of what he's purchased is accessible to begin with. Right, and so again, it's uh, it's an unfortunate situation in that respect. But you know, maybe this will be one of the you know the 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 email that really gets the attention of the company. And so I, I appreciate that. Um, you know, and I appreciate him sharing it with me. I wanted to share that update with you guys. Again, the meter plus completely accessible right out of the box. You know, you get it set up, but it is one meat probe, right? With it has an ambient probe on it as well. But it's it's one little, you know, almost like the size of an ink pen or pencil. Um, that you know, no wires. It's a great product. You know, it's well made. It, it there's so many great things about it. But um, but then there's the block, which you know comes with four of these probes, and it, it you know they they've completely dropped the ball on this. Um, and and hopefully you know they'll they'll take serious consideration and a serious look at what Sean has presented to them, and. Uh, and get to that. I, uh, you know, uh, I think it would be to their benefit because if they do, if they get this changed in a relatively short period of time, um, I'll, I'll be shouting it from the rooftops, right? I mean, I'll I'll be praising them and 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 recommending, you know, the block. Um, you know, we have provided a meter plus to you know a few folks, and I would be more than happy as far as you know, blind grilling is concerned in, in packages to, you know, to provide an accessible meter block. You know, it's just, the, the question is, are they going to fix it? Are they going to take care of it? Or are they still going to leave, you know, those who are blind or visually impaired, you know, uh, <laughs> leave us in the dark? I mean, so to speak. Yeah, right. I mean, no pun intended, but that's kind of what they've done with this particular product which is is so a shame because it is such a great product and because it is the 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 single unit the meter plus is just so completely accessible you know and to think oh wow well I can get four instead of just one and then no no you can't you can't use it you know even by itself and even if you get sighted assistance set it up to begin with you know then you can only use half of it with two probes you can't use the other two so that um, I wasn't aware of that aspect of this, uh, so so that was good to know. Appreciate that, and uh, we'll see. You know, any other updates I get, 
I will be happy to uh, pass them along, share them with all of you. Um, but uh, yeah, that so that's where we are with the with the meter plus. Still recommend the meter plus. Do not recommend the meter block uh, for this very reason. We do have another email I'm going to get to in just a minute, but if you guys want to contact us, info at blindgrilling.com is our email address, info at blindgrilling.com. And, of course, you can go to our website, blindgrilling.com as well. Our next email comes from a friend of the show, Kevin, in Indiana. Uh, Kevin emailed us... (laughs) Oh man, he he's had some excitement and a little bit of drama uh, with a cook, and it it's great because it is one that I'll be I can relate to one hundred percent. Man, I mean this is this is great. So here's Michelle again reading us the email from Kevin. The other night we got six one hundred percent grass fed T bones out of the freezer. My wife's still not a fan of grass fed steaks. She loves the nutrition and the health benefits. That's why I got started in this realm, but she doesn't care for the steaks. I was determined to win her over. We soaked them in baking soda water for 20 minutes, seasoned them, and put them in the green egg for 300 degrees to minimize the smoke taste per my wife's preference. All was going well. They got to about 110 degrees internal temp, and I fired up the Blackstone to get ready to sear them. It was then that I realized I was out of propane. By the time I got the new tank connected, the internal temp was up to 135 degrees. I should have opened the lid of the green egg when they hit 120, but I didn't. I started moving the steaks to the Blackstone, but it wasn't up to temp yet, so there was no sizzle. I left them on a couple of extra minutes and flipped them. Also, in the process of transferring them, I snagged the temperature probe and managed to drag the cord between the flame boss and the plug and the extension cord it was connected to. It made a wonderful arcing sound. Meanwhile, as I was flipping the steaks for the final sear, I realized I had no bowl to put them in. My wife was up by the house working up tomatoes, so I called to her to bring me a bowl. I didn't want all the steaks to be overdone, so I turned off the burners and stacked all the steaks on top of each other. She arrived with the bowl, and I was a little deflated. I was sure that the steaks would be less than desirable and that I was concerned that I had fried my flame boss. We brought the steaks to the table. Much to our surprise, they were nearly perfect. My wife absolutely loved them, and my flame boss lived to see another cook. The pork chops last night were a tad dry, but much less eventful and still delicious. I thought you might enjoy this little story. Thanks again for the encouragement you give many of us. Kevin, thank you. Thank you for uh, you know sending us the email, sharing with us the, the story. <laughs> man. Oh, man, I'm reading this. I'm like, I've done that. I've done that been there, you know, and uh, maybe a couple things I haven't done. I haven't snagged the uh, the cord of the flame boss. It, oh, man, that would be, whoo, man, hearing that, spot, you know, that arcing sound and, and not being able to see what's going on, dude, that's, <laughs> but I'm glad it's well. I'm glad, you know, the flame boss is still trucking along for you. That That's a good thing. <laughs> Um, and, and the cook, dude, that's, you know, that, that is a crazy, crazy time. And, you know, and looking back, right. When you're going through it, it, it's almost like a, a rush in slow motion. I mean, (laughs) it's like everything is happening so fast. You feel so rushed, so hurried. And yet everything is taking forever 
to to getting taken ah to get taken care of. Oh man, that is that is crazy. I, there's a couple of things I want to address, uh, and probably more so for our listeners. Um, the uh, it, it, and I'll kind of take this one one thing at a time, just in case some folks are wondering why you, you mentioned a few things that you mentioned. First of all, the the soaking in the the baking soda water. Um, that is a, a trick that I have seen or heard on uh, some YouTube channels that people swear by that. I've never done it, actually, but that's interesting. Um, you know, I don't know if you've done that a lot, Kevin, if you want to uh, email me again and let me know if that's something you've done a lot of, if you do it all the time or if that's something new that you tried. Uh, I, uh, you know, um, I, I just, to be honest with you, every time I go to do a steak, I forget about that. I just don't. I just don't think about it at the time, and and I just, I, I, you know, I've never tried it. I, again, I've heard about it, but I've never tried it. And so, um, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I, I appreciate that. Um, then, of course, you said that you you did them at three hundred. You're going to do the reverse sear, but you did it at three hundred instead of a, a lower temp like two fifty or two seventy five because of the smoke, right? You wanted less smoke for your wife. Um, and, and that's, you know, the higher the temp, really kind of the less smoke flavor uh, that you will get. That's certainly true when it comes to pellet grills and, and generally true when it comes to some of the charcoal grills as well, um, especially if you don't use wood chunks. You just rely on the good solid, you know, like a Fogo charcoal or something like that, um, it, you know, much subtler, uh, you know, smoke profile, if any at the higher temp, which is great. Um, and then, um, <laughs> right out of propane, man, we, I went to do a reverse sear a few weeks ago and the same thing happened. We had some folks over. I had my, uh, my buddy Russell was here and I was like, Hey, let's fire up the, the, uh, the flat top. You know, I've got a camp chef uh, but let's fire up the flat top and I'm getting ready to pull off this. Uh, I think we had a, uh, I think it was the pork chops uh, a while back. We were going to do the pork chops that we drizzled the uh, blackberry uh, reduction onto. And so I was reverse searing those and we I'd run out of fuel. I, <laughs> I was like, oh no. And it was crazy too, because we, we grabbed the uh, sous vide torch and something, and it wasn't working right. And so I couldn't sear it with the black, black stone or flat top rather, or with the sous vide torch. And it was like, you've got to be kidding me. And so, uh, so I've been there, man, been there, done that. And, uh, and that's it, not the first time I've run out of propane, um, you know, with the, the flat top or on a gas grill years ago. Uh, so yeah, man been there, done that. And then of course with you snagging that, that cord, that's, (laughs) oh yeah. And yeah, you know, you've always, you always need something else, whether it's an extra set of hands or like, you know, a bowl or plate platter, something to put them steaks on, um, you know, and, uh, I, yeah, I can, I can, uh, you know, relate no doubt about it. Uh, but I'm glad it turned out. It's, it's sometimes it's amazing how well something can turn out when at first it seems like it's nothing but disaster. (laughs) And you probably couldn't replicate that whole scenario again if you tried. 
Um, and and even if you tried and you you did some things, the, the stakes would turn out completely different. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's neither here nor there, I guess. So, uh, but then after you did the the T bones, you did the uh, the uh, pork chops, which turned out good for you as well. And yeah, you know, sometimes those pork chops are they're easy to dry out because they you know a lot of folks, you, if you lose track of the temp, you can overcook them in a heartbeat. And again, that's where you know they say USDA is 145 degrees internal temp. Um, I take them to 140, but I, I'll stop short of that, maybe 138 or so when I know I'm going to sear. And, um, you know, so I'll, I'll pull the pork steaks, pork, or rather pork chops, uh, you know, at about 138 and then sear them and bring them up to temp. And that usually helps keep them from, from drying out. Also, you know, if, if that's a pig that you've had processed yourself, uh, you might try brining instead of just pulling it out seasoning and 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 grilling uh brining might be a really good option you know um and and or just for anybody who has struggles with pork chops or a pork loin or something like that drying out in your cook um you know a a a wet brine overnight you know can give you a little bit more uh you know forgiveness i guess you could say uh, when it comes to that type of cook, for sure. Uh, but uh, you, but thank you that you know I I appreciate you you know all the kindness that you guys send our way, uh, the feedback that we get, um, it is great and we we really appreciate it. Uh, but I wanted to I wanted to share those those emails with you guys because man, you know um, it, it, we're all getting through this together. Right. And and to know some of the struggles that we each have, I think is helpful because you can see you're not the only one going through it. You're not the only one having the difficulties. And, you know, not not every cook turns out this way. And even when things seem to be as though they are going the wrong way, uh, they can turn around in a hurry and, and end up just superb or tremendous, as our buddy John Grimes would say. Uh, and so that's, <laughs> that's just great. That is just great. Well, like I said, I've run out of propane and I did it not that long ago. And I've looked into some ways to try and keep this from happening. And I've found a way that there may be some subtle nuances that won't work. I know a lot of folks think, well, you know, there are um, regulators sometimes that have a gauge on them that will tell you how much fuel is in the tank, but they're not accessible. I don't know of any accessible gauges for propane tanks, right? So you got a 20 gallon propane tank, you know, Weber has a gauge on some of their grills that's built in. You can buy third party, gauges to attach to your grill or to your propane tank, but they're not accessible. So for those who are blind or visually impaired with outside assistance, they're, they're useless. They, they don't tell us anything. Now I understand you can use, a, you know, an app where you call a sighted assistance or maybe with all this new AI stuff that's coming out that it, it might be able to generate a picture and read it to you. And, and so you would know so that, you know, but, but ultimately, you know, there, there's a lot of folks still not using that technology. 
and they just don't want to call. And I'm one of them. I don't, I don't, I just hadn't gotten to the point where I want to call up and, and I applaud those who do, who use the be my eyes or, or, uh, uh, Envision, or, or I mean, I use the Envision app, but but the apps, the apps that allow you to call someone and you know have a sighted assistance through the phone, I, I haven't used, and um, I don't know, I I I, I just I, you know it's something I need to get over, right? <laughs> I get that, you know the, the you know talking you know talking about my own shortcomings here. When it comes to that, because I know there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, I don't know. I just haven't brought myself to do it yet. Um, I, I've called my kids through FaceTime, right, or my wife through FaceTime, but but I haven't done it, you know, on one of these other apps. And and I need to. I really need to because I know it is beneficial and it is helpful. But with that said, there is another way that you may be able to tell how much fuel you have in your propane tank. And, and it sounds kind of crazy, but it works. Uh, and I'll talk about, you know, some, all the variables that I haven't tested this in, but this is something you can try. Heat up some water, right? Get, get some water, some really hot water, or maybe your tap water would be hot enough. My ours is. So get it extremely hot, get a, get a pan, uh, or a bowl full of extremely hot water. You take it out and you pour it down the side of your propane tank. And once you pour that hot water down the side of your propane tank, you put your hand on the side of the propane tank towards the top where you've poured the water and it's going to be hot from that hot water. And run your hand down the side of that tank until it gets cold. Because that propane is absorbing the heat and that uh, the the tank will become cool where uh, where the propane is at. And so you'll be able to tell just how full or how low your propane is by going down to where it gets cool um, in that transition from the hot water on the hot metal tank down to where it gets cool where the propane is at inside. And, and you'll know just how exactly how much fuel you've got. Now, I have mine in a shaded area to begin with. It's not in direct sunlight. I, you know, and I'm not, I, I would have to move a lot of stuff to get my propane tank in, in direct sunlight. Because I've thought about that. It's like, well, what if it, in that situation, how, how does that work? I don't know. I can't tell you if it works 100% in that respect. It might. And if you have tried it and you can, or if you want to try it and email us and say, you've got a tank that, you know, is in, um, you know, that, that gets pretty hot because it's got the sun beating down on it anyway. Um, and see if you can tell, feel it until tell any difference from where the pro propane is. Uh, but pour that hot water on it and it should absorb your transfer some of that heat from that hot water on the side of the tank. And there should be a difference from where you've poured the water uh, from where it is empty and where it has propane. Uh, and so, uh, so let us know, let us know if there's any different info at blindgrilling.com. 
uh, is our email address. Um, and so I'm real curious, you know, I'm, I'm real curious about that, but I think it's a cool little trick that you can use, especially if you've been cooking for a while, you've done several cooks and you're like, man, how low am I? You know, is it low enough where I need to go ahead and change it? Uh, you know, can I get a few more cooks out of it? Um, you know, cause sometimes we think, well, I get this many cooks before I run out. Well, sometimes, you know, one cook may last longer than another or something else, you know, other things happen. And, uh, lots of other variables that can, you know, maybe you think, well, oh, I got one more cook, you know, one or maybe two at the most. And then you get right either at the beginning, right in the middle of it. And, and you run out of propane. That's just, it's one of the worst things that can happen. You know, um, thankfully for Kevin, right? He had the big green agar. I mean, the, the meat had basically cooked, so they were going to be able to eat regardless. It wasn't like he had, you know, completely uncooked meat on a, you know, a grill that he couldn't even fire up. Uh, you know, he had, he had cooked them doing the reverse sear using the the big green egg and then getting ready to sear it on the, the, the flat top. But, uh, you know, sometimes people fire up those gas grills or those griddles and that's all they've got and they run out of propane and they're just, they're, what do you, what do you do? Right. And if you don't have an extra tank right there handy, uh, you know, you, you've got to go and get one or get somebody to go and, and exchange it out for you. And uh, that might not be the easiest thing to do sometimes. And so if you're real curious about how much you've got, you might try this little, little trick with the hot water and uh, and see how well that works for you because um, I think I think it's something that uh, you know w- will be pretty helpful, pretty beneficial for a lot of folks. Um, and uh, let me know, let me know if you try info at blindgrilling.com. Did everybody who is involved in the fantasy football draft get the teams that they wanted, get the players rather that they wanted? Uh, kind of curious about that. Also, I know there's been a lot of folks been involved in the uh, in these fantasy football drafts, and uh, that which is which is really cool. I mean, that's uh, you know that's it's not something I've been involved in as much, but uh, I know you know a lot of folks have contacted us and said that they were cooking up lots of things from the jalapeno poppers to the buffalo chicken dip to the sausage fatties. So yeah, yeah, you know, uh, a few folks have even mentioned the. Uh, trying the uh, pork belly burnt ends that we talked about last week. And um, so, you know, uh, you guys are, you guys are staying busy with the cook. So that's awesome. That, that is awesome. And we're trying to do the same here as well. Got a few cooks planned for this week. We'll see how it goes. My wife really likes to see it, which is a great thing for us because I would just spend so much money on meat, but um, we did a stir fry with some, with some chicken and some shrimp, uh, the other night and, and it's been a long time, but I've got to walk for my big green egg. I really need to break that out, especially with the weather being like it is in this fall, uh, and not being so hot outside, put the walk there on the big green egg and, and do some stir fry and maybe some fried rice and things out there on the grill. Uh, that, that those are always awesome cooks. And uh, and just fun being outside and uh, enjoying the the beautiful weather that we're able to get, especially here in the Ozarks. 
And so, you know, we'll, we'll see how all that goes. Hopefully they're going to have some steaks on sale. Um, and, uh, also have some halibut that, uh, a friend of mine who'd gone to Alaska, uh, brought back and get shared it with us. So, uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be cooking up some halibut pretty soon as well. And we'll let you know how that all goes also. All right, folks, once again, friends and family gather around and fire. Appreciate everybody tuning in to the blind grilling experience. Check out our website, blindgrilling.com. Shoot us an email, info at blindgrilling.com. Be sure and follow us on all the social medias from LinkedIn to, uh, you know, Facebook. Join the Facebook group, Blind Grilling Experience. And, of course, youtube.com slash blindgrilling and facebook.com slash blindgrilling. Until next time, remember, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Don't worry what you got to do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking Fire up the barbecue Fire up the barbecue